0: Welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast. My name is Crystal Ridlin, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Missouri and in the state of Texas. Today's topic is actually going to be on anger. This is something that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet, at least not in depth, and so it's something I did want to address today. And the reason is because anger is such a common problem. All people have anger to some degree. Um, And so today we're going to talk about what is anger and what are the symptoms of anger and what do we do with anger. And the next podcast we're going to be talking about how do we respond to people who have an anger problem. And so this is going to be kind of a two-part series on anger. One, what is anger? Um, What do we do with anger? Kind of just talking about, building awareness about the topic of anger. And the second is going to be on learning how to respond to somebody who has an anger problem. So the first thing is anger is universal. Anger is something everybody who has ever walked on this planet has felt to some degree, including Jesus Christ himself. And there's the very famous passage where Jesus walks into the temple and he sees people misusing the temple for um, impure motives. And he becomes very angry. He has a righteous anger and he turns the table over. And that is a very powerful scripture um and so that's one that you can look up and so we all have anger sometimes um and but commonly anger is can be used for righteous purposes but most often anger is not done in a righteous manner and um so that's primarily what we're going to talk about today um also anger is expressed differently by everyone Everyone has a different way of showing their anger. For some people, they have anger that's rageful and explosive and damaging even. In this case, we have to learn how to protect ourselves. But the thing about this kind of anger is it does damage to the people around us. Um, oftentimes the reason people display this kinds of anger is because they build up, build up, build up. They suppress emotions and they don't deal with things and they're not aware of what they're feeling. And then eventually they blow up. And then in the process of the blow up, they hurt the people around them. Um, they have a sense of relief because now their volcano has finally been emptied, but the people around them, their relationships are very broken. And they have a sense of shame and guilt because of this type of anger. Um, Sometimes um, people have very quiet anger. Have you ever seen these people where they don't come out and say it, but they're stewing? They're like a simmering pot. And they're maybe giving you the cold shoulder They're stonewalling, like they're not communicating with you, but you just know that they're very angry. Um, Sometimes these people, if you ask them what's wrong, they'll say, fine, everything's fine. Um, But you know that they're not okay. Um, So um, sometimes people just shut down when they're angry. They just completely don't talk. They um, just kind of move into themselves, and they may stay there for quite a while. So the first thing is, I believe that anger is one of the most difficult to understand emotions for most people. It can be very hard to understand why does my dad or why did my dad get so explosive and angry over minor things like spilling milk? Or it could be like, why does my teenage son get so frustrated when I just ask him to clean his room? It can be really hard to understand where anger comes from and so, or what causes it. And so I think that it's, as a counselor though, it's been interesting because I've always had a lot of fear regarding anger because my stepfather especially was a a raging alcoholic, very abusive, very angry man, and I was often at the receiving end of his explosive outburst. Um, my mother had an anger problem and even my siblings all had anger problems. And I, I to did to this day, I still have some fear around people who are angry. But the funny thing is, is that anger has actually become one of my specialization areas. It's something that I can help people with because I've learned to understand kind of what's underneath anger So oftentimes I'll have somebody who comes in and I can just tell that they're like angry and I may be a little nervous about that up front. But usually within like so many questions of trying to get to the core, they may soften or they sometimes even get tearful Um, because actually as a therapist, I'm able to kind of get below the anger, usually pretty quickly, not always. But I've come to understand anger um, isn't um, as scary as I once thought it was because I understand it more. So the other thing I want to talk about is that anger is actually a secondary emotion. This always shocks people when I tell them this. Um, And I've even had people arguing with me about this. Like, you know, they'll come up with certain scenarios to try to prove that anger was the first thing that they feel. Um, But anger is usually not the first thing we feel. There's usually things that are before anger, but anger comes as a result. Let me explain. So first, anger comes after things like hurt or disappointment or fear even. And so it's important when we have an anger problem is to ask ourselves, what was I feeling before the anger? And that can be hard because our neural pathways in our brain move so fast to anger that it can even be hard for a trained counselor to be able to access from clients what was going on between here. Okay? Um, So let me give an example. It could be something like A dad is working and um, the wife or the kids need something from the dad. And so they may say, hey, come here. And maybe he's busy working and he can't get everything done. And so he's like, goodness, what is wrong with you? Can you not do anything for yourself? This is a complete example. Um, But even in that situation, even though he moved quickly to anger, oftentimes if I ask them questions... It's there is a lot of negative beliefs beyond that and hurt and disappointment. Like, I'm a failure. I'm not good at my work. Oftentimes, they feel very powerless. They feel very overwhelmed. Um, they feel like they, they can't meet the needs of everybody. And so they feel like they are disappointing people. So there's a lot of things that are resting underneath this anger. So one thing I want you to understand is that anger oftentimes is an indication that there's something broken inside of us, that something is going on. Oftentimes, I don't get angry a lot at home, but the thing when I do get angry, it's usually because I'm completely overwhelmed. Like, I'm working a lot at work, and I'm having to do a lot at home, and there may be a lot of things going on outside the home as well that's you know in addition to work and home and so usually it means that I'm completely overwhelmed um and so then I can be like guys can you please like you know and then I move into this like anger place but it's my job to ask myself in that moment hello what's going on on the inside what why am i angry and then I can communicate that to my children to my husband and say you know what I'm really overwhelmed. I have all these things, and I can't keep up. Is there any way you can help me?" Um, So I think paying attention to the fact that anger is an indication light. It's like the check engine light on your car. When you're driving down the road and the light comes on, what does that mean? It means that, hey, we need to, to, as soon as possible, figure out, take the car somewhere, and figure out what's going on internally because the car is indicating that something's wrong inside. Same way with us. Anger is a red light Um, that's warning us of something that's going on inside of us. A lot of times when I have um, men or women who have like a chronic anger problem, maybe they explode often or kind of get rageful or loud. Um, One thing that I found is there's usually a lot of brokenness that is coming from the past that they've never really addressed that they may not even know is there. And so this is an important time to get help, to talk to a Christian counselor who's trained in anger management. It's interesting to me that I'm an anger management specialist, because that's one of my specialist areas, um, because I was always so scared of anger. But actually, I found anger to be one of the easier things to work with, because I can easily like, I know the right questions and I know how to like help them to get to the hurts from their past. And usually that's highly indicative of some pretty significant hurts that has not been processed or that has been suppressed for many years. Um, Like I said, anger often coincides with a sense of powerlessness. Like you feel like in that moment that you're helpless that you can't possibly keep up with the demands of life that are on you. Um, and so that's important to, to check in. What's going on inside of me? Um, so I think, remember, when you have an anger problem, that there's a few things that happen, and um, there's, a, there's a few things that cause the anger Okay. So there's a here's a few common things. Like we talked about, you know, there could be childhood abuse that's not been dealt with. There could be disappointments, broken dreams. Um also unforgiveness causes anger. It causes bitterness and resentment. And so this is an important thing to process. If you have been hurt by somebody, if um somebody from your childhood or somebody from work has hurt you, it is important to work through this and process through this because if you don't, it will continue to simmer, maybe even in the unconscious, but it's simmering and it's building. And so being able to identify and work through this issue of forgiveness with a Christian counselor, a pastor who is able to help you work through bitterness and resentment and the many different scriptures that go along with um The importance of forgiving, not 70 times, not 77 times, times. That's what the scripture says. We're always to forgive. Now, forgiveness doesn't mean that we allow ourselves to continue being mistreated or abused in any way. That's not what forgiveness means. Forgiveness means that even if we have been abused, that we can move to a place where we forgive that person in the same way Christ forgives us when we mess up. And there's the scripture that says, like, if we fail to forgive others who have hurt us, then God himself is not able to forgive us when we have sinned against him. And so unforgiveness creates a, a rift or um, a, a brokenness in our relationship with God. And so we need to work through that. But also understanding and processing through legitimate hurts is important because being hurt is not a sin. Being hurt is a normal part of the human condition. And so working through that with a trusted counselor, pastor, that's important, okay? Um, Only then, actually, are we able to truly forgive when we've been able to process through some of those hurts. Some other things that lead to anger can be unanswered prayers. Sometimes we're angry with God because we ask God to save somebody's life who we loved, Uh, Maybe we ask God for a job and the job hasn't come through. Maybe we ask God for friends and we haven't. Or we've asked God to fix a broken relationship that continues to be broken. And so we can easily feel like this is God's doing. And so we can actually become angry with God. And we need to process that. And um, sometimes we don't understand the way that, that God's mind works. Trust me. I don't, and I always have to keep going back to him. But I do know that in the past, God has always come through, and he has always provided. And so even in times of uncertainty, I can go back to those promises of, okay, there was this time, this happened, I didn't understand it, but you revealed this to me in time. Um, Disappointment, failed dreams, um expectations that we have of other people can cause anger like if if we have expectations of people being kind and considerate and hospitable and loving and they don't respond that way then that can cause some anger some some bitterness abandonment when people have walked away one thing i always pay attention to is when i ask about tell me a little bit about your relationship with your mother or your relationship with your father and when people say Pfft, My mother, my father, my sister, my brother, they're like dead to me. That is not even an issue. I have dealt with that. Um, I don't say it right then, but I take a mental note that, hey, there's a lot of hurt that needs to be processed here. So I usually put in my notes, process through this relationship. Um, People-pleasing. When we feel like we are not able to please the people around us or we feel like um, we have let somebody down, then we can become angry very quickly. And so processing through this people-pleasing tendency that most people struggle with, not all, but many. um, Abandonment. Oh, yeah, I think I already talked about abandonment. Abandonment issues. Like when somebody leaves us who wasn't supposed to, We can be very angry when a husband walks out on us, when even our children suddenly don't want to have anything to do with us. They don't call us. We can feel very abandoned. Um, So we need to work through all of these things that lead us to a place where we may be struggling with anger. And um, so I just kind of jotted down a scripture here about anger. And it's Proverbs 19.23 and it says, the fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. Um, that's just a good vo- verse that I really like. And there's Proverbs 29:11, And this one says, I'm looking it up. Um, Fools give vent to their rage but the wise bring calm in the end. Fools give vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. There's so many times whenever I've had maybe somebody who's been very angry and asking them, did something hurt your feelings? Are you feeling okay? um agree like kind of validating their feelings like man that must have really hurt that must have really been annoying i'm so sorry that that happened to you usually it's our last inclination to go to that place we want to be like we don't like anger we want to leave it very fast and so we would be like calm down but there's a common joke that like says that a husband who's telling an angry wife to calm down it's the last thing to do because she's actually going to get more enraged And so, kind of validating what they're feeling in that moment, like, hey, as long as they're not doing anything like abusive, you don't want to, you know, if if somebody's doing being abusive, you want to get out ASAP. Um, But if somebody's just angry and just kind of like validating that, like, man, that must have really hurt, that must have really stunk. So I I always explain to people that um, anger is like a volcano, right? So like a volcano, it builds and it builds and it builds. The lava inside builds and builds and builds and then it explodes, right? The same thing happens in our spirit, in our soul. When we push down hurt and brokenness and disappointment and unforgiveness and abandonment and we don't process these things before the Lord, we don't bring our heart to Him, then we find that eventually our volcano explodes. And that explosion can be pretty ugly, and so the, the key is to go in and start dealing with those things individually, almost like a pressure valve to release those hurts um, so that they don't come out all at once and hurt the people around us. So friends, unmanaged anger is costly. Unmanaged anger can, like I said, it hurts the people around you it can break your relationship with your wife, with your husband. It can break your relationship with with your children. It can really do damage to children and so, if you have an anger problem, I'm going to encourage you to contact a Christian counselor ASAP because these kids, what they what we put in when we're angry, we think that it goes away when we calm down, but it just stays with them and it lasts, and it can linger. And so we want to deal with our anger issues um, so anger that's unmanaged it actually is like it continues to break our soul it hurts us and it hurts us in emotionally it hurts us spiritually and it hurts us physically like we can actually have physical illnesses due to we have tension we can have um, high heart rates, we can have um, <clears throat> autoimmune type issues, we can have depression, we can have anxiety, we can have um, just all kinds of things come when we're not dealing with our anger. It's a very costly thing. Anger destroys relationships. Um, and this is usually starts in like a, a resentment and a bitterness, maybe a jealousy and so again really dealing with those underrooted issues is huge um anger steals all unity if if we have unmanaged anger it will steal unity friends like if you have even like sometimes i've seen this in marriages where you have somebody who has maybe like a spouse has just some bitterness but they're not even saying it but it's it's just there And it's like a poison that's just eating at the marriage. And it's hurting um, the union between the husband and wife. Unmanaged anger hurts our relationship with God. Especially when we have anger towards um, God. Then the last thing we want to do is entrust our lives into somebody that we don't trust. Because we feel like God has somehow let us down. Um, Anger with others can separate our, our relationship with God because that would be unforgiveness. Um, most importantly, I think another thing, an important point I want to make is that anger actually keeps us from thinking logically. It So when we get really angry, there's all these chemical reactions that we have inside of our body. The heart rate shoots up. Adrenaline is rushed epinephrine, all kinds of these, like, I call them sad messengers. Like, they rush through our body because what's trying to happen is the brain thinks it's in danger. And so it's sending all this, like, all of our extra reserves to be able to protect us. And so what happens is it, like, it, and then it hijacks our um, logical part of our brain. And then the amygdala or the fight or fight, fight, flight, or freeze response kicks in. And then we can't think normally anymore. And this is where damage happens the most. When you're in this place, your heart rate's going to be over 100. Nothing good is going to come at this point. So I always encourage, and this is like a Gottman. um, uh, There's a guy named Gottman who is a famous marriage and family researcher, the Gottman Institute. And one of the things he says is like, if you have a spouse who's, heart rate goes up above 100, that they need to just stop and take a calm out or a time and um, a time out and just process through these things. They need to, on their own, calm down. And then when both people are calm, then come back together and readdress the issue. Um, There's nothing good going to happen, okay, whenever people are angry and they're at this place. And so um, my husband and I have learned this like years ago and it's made such a difference is that instead of coming at each other yelling or screaming um, when our heart rate's racing is to just, and it's hard, it requires great discipline to do this, is to separate and just say like, let's take a calm out. Um, And that's pretty cool. The last time my husband and I kind of gotten a little tiff um, he actually left and went to Walmart. So we took a little calm out. It actually never even blew up. We kind of got a little irritated. And then he's like, I'm going to go to Walmart and get some milk. Um, he left and I actually opened, um, the word of God. And, um, it was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and read my Bible. And then it was so amazing. He came home and he saw that I was reading my Bible and he sat in the room with me and we both started to actually read our Bible together, and it was like immediately all of the tension went away. And it was funny because of the scripture that I was reading at the time um, that was about anger. And so I had already kind of like calmed down, and it was Proverbs fifteen one. That says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So that was in the proverb that I was reading that day when my husband and I were kind of irritated with each other. So we were able to move through that. That was pretty awesome. Um, uh, One thing that I've always found is that it is hard to remain in an angry, sinful place when we are actually um, doing something spiritual. So praying, um, I always tell couples like, Hey, if you're really upset with each other, just stop and pray. Like it's really hard to maintain a state of anger and, um, like ridicule and criticism when we're actually praying together. Um, another thing is to, um, One thing that always calms me down, I used to make a joke like it is really hard to yell at your kid and sing Amazing Grace at the same time. And so I learned that if I was starting to get frustrated, like just kind of in my own mind, I would sing Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Like, so here are just some like techniques that you guys can use that will help you as well. And I think there are so many amazing tools that God has given us to be able to manage our anger. Um, So friends, as I end, I want to remind you that, hey, anger is something we all struggle with. Every single one of us. Yes, there's varying degrees of anger and um, from explosive and um, destructive to, you know, just shutting down. And not talking and stonewalling both any kind of anger like this that's unmanaged is really damaging to relationships to yourself to your relationship with god and so what i want you to do is i want you to just kind of do a self-assessment and think about like is my anger causing brokenness within me brokenness in my relationship with god brokenness in my family is it hurting the people around me and if your answer to this is yes then Please reach out, contact a Christian counselor, and begin working on these underrooted issues. That the, the anger that you're using could be very damaging and sinful. But the reason for the anger is not, it's usually hurt and brokenness and disappointment. These things can be processed and worked through in a healthy way to ensure that you have good relationships with your family members. And so the verse that I want to leave you with is John 8, 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Most people who have anger problems, they don't know the truth. They don't know really what's going on inside of them. They don't know where they were. They don't have a, a realistic understanding and have processed through the hurts from their past and so the way to deal with anger is to really know the truth to come to peace and understanding and healing through these areas where you were broken because those feelings were valid but what we don't want to do is continue to hurt the people in our life by perpetuating in a cycle of anger. And so remember this, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. And I decided that I grew up in a lot of anger, a lot of hurting, people hurting people. And I decided I wanted to be a person who healed from my hurt because I did not want to take that hurt and turn around and hurt my own kids and my husband and the people around me. So um, next time we meet, we're going to talk about how to respond to anger. What do we do if we have an explosive spouse or an explosive parent, or an explosive child, or someone in our, you know that we communicate on a regular basis has an anger problem? How do we handle that? So that's the topic for next week. I wish you all the best. Go in peace and God bless.